So hey, Ray. Hey, Jay. Jumping Jehoshaphat. Hey, yeah. that's one, isn't it? Jumping Jehoshaphat. I mean, I don't think that is, but fat, fat. Jumping Jehoshaphat. It's not frat. Uh, I don't think so, but I have been wrong many times before. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a lot, and like really openly and loudly. I think huh. I'm right. And I'm like, nope, that wasn't right at all. Frat, not frat, you said. I think, again, from what I know, which, again, is not that much. Jumping Jehoshaphat. Well, we'll have to have our Someone best Someone can let us know. That. Please let us know. Yeah. Yeah. That would be helpful. Team whole nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Good afternoon. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Oh, come on. Don't know when. We got to, yeah. Yeah. Don't sing it. I'm not. I didn't sing it. So, uh, so yeah. How's it going? It's going all right over here. Is it? Uh, the snow is melting. Yeah. Sun's sunshine is is later in the in the evening. In the evening, we're going to have sun. Well, I'm saying it sh- it shines later on into the evening. Okay. Oh, I see what you mean. It, yeah. You mean that you, yeah? I get the days you. are getting longer. Yeah, days are longer. But it's February, and everyone knows February is the worst month. <laughs> Because it's this dreary in between times. It's the August of winter. That's what you say. <laughs> so as soon as we hit March, we're into September of winter, <laughs> which is really close to the spring. So much math. Yeah, but when you think of it that way, it seems like, oh, great, we're almost done. I can put away my shovel. Yeah. We have, except we have listeners in Tampa. That don't need shovels. Yes, yeah, laughing and, and at ice us. ice melter. Mm-hmm. And constantly scraping a windshield. Yeah. But but we digress. Yeah. Have we? This yes. week. We we were just talking about scraping windshields and uh and shoveling snow. We are getting moving this week. Oh, that's the to- to- topic. Yeah. Getting getting moving. getting moving. Why not? Well that's Or get moving. All right. I accept it. Yeah. On the outskirts of things, on sure. the outside of things, yeah. that's true. <laughs> right. I mean, Once we're in, no longer true. Probably not. <laughs> I got. I got some moving. It, it works. It works for you. I think so. Oh, good. Well, I'll. I'll get the. I'll get one out of the way. Feel free. If you don't mind. I do not mind. My first one is. Yeah. It's Claude Hopper. Claude Hopper. <laughs> and on the outskirts of things. This is the outskirts. Hopping seems like moving. Claude Hopper. And, uh, that sounds like it fits the topic. Yeah. On the uh, on the surface. Yeah. Mm, let's dig in. Let's dig in, shall we? The first thing I have to admit to the world over. Yeah. Uh, that all of my life, and you know, I just turned thirty nine last week. I heard. Yeah. All of my life, I have said this as clob hopper. <laughs> All my life. No one has corrected me. No one has said Maybe you. I just don't enunciate and they can't tell anyway. Did he say B or a D? I don't know. I, I think he said B, but I don't... I think it's a B, but I don't want to embarrass him. Yeah. Okay. People have been this way. Yeah. Clob hopper. My clob whole life, hopper. I say clob hopper. All right. Now that I know it and have researched it to tears and realized that it's clod hopper and from whence it came... Uh, feel kind of dumb. No, learning, you should feel smart for learning. Well, you know what I should have done was to check the etymology on clob, but I didn't. 
It might. It's probably not a word at all. Uh, I'm not sure. I've never used it. <laughs> you know, clobber. Right. It's probably the root of of clobber. Right. Yeah. To clob. A clob might be like a to stick. Clob. Or, or like or a, a club, pre-club, proto-club, yeah. yeah. Right. It's one for the list. It's one for the list. Club hopper. Club hopper. We'll start a new trend. <laughs> so this word clod, though, however, man, uh, let me talk to you. Here's the thing. The the root of it is old as dirt, man. Yeah. Glad glutos, clod, clad, galud. So roots of this word uh, for one thing where'd I write we we wing these things out but not often do we sit and talk about proto-Indian European mm-hmm. I mean this is this is uh, 7,000 years old yeah you know old. The, the root of it Claude the root of Claude yeah and you know it moves up to an almost recon- recognizable clude uh, by your old English Still quite old, you know, still yeah. over a thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah. But by the time it makes its way to, you know, 16th century English, a lump of something, especially of earth or clay, but also, get this, a stupid person, <laughs> adult. You know, we come across that a lot. You, Claude, yeah. 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 Which I always also thought was spelled C-L-A-U-D, but that's a guy's name. Yeah, there might be an E at the end, too. Might be an E at the but, end. Sorry, Claude. Yeah, right. That is a, that is a name. But you could be Claude the Claude. Right. You just don't want to be that. Who names their kid Claude when this word exists? <laughs> um, but sorry, Claude, if you're out there. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> we I mean, we really do. Yeah. Um, we're, I mean, we're just learning. Yeah. Uh, the ground, the earth, a spot of earth or turf. All right, so you have okay. you have this stuff, yeah, Claude, mm-hmm. oh, oh, way back there. But I have Claude Hopper as my charge, right? And Claude Hopper uh, takes a little dance, mm-hmm. if you like. So Claude was Earth by, like we say, fifteen hundreds. There, mm-hmm. clump, lump of lump of earth, lump of clay. But also, you know, if I didn't say it, also in the trail of etymology is clot. Which where we get blood clot, you know, it's a lump of blood. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, it's fascinating. Clot. Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. <laughs> you see it? You're like, oh, look at that. Seventeen nineteen, we see Claude Hopper as a yokel, a peasant. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But a hundred years later, we see Claude Hopper has evolved into boots so you had a lump of earth being clawed and then uh, someone who spends their time monkeying around in the earth Mm -hmm. all day as a clawed hopper and that sort of morphed into a yokel what Mm -hmm. you know uh you know maybe what what we would call a a hillbilly you know a which we also addressed Mm -hmm. But this was uh, Europe in the uh, 18th century. But it evolves quickly to the shoes that this person wears. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. The footwear. Into the footwear. 1830, the first epistle from Mrs. Margaret Hundy. I like Hundy. <laughs> when, when everything's hand in hand, I like to say Hundy. Hundy. 
But I digress. Who had got on his hill shoes, as he calls a pair of clodhoppers, <laughs> as thick as plowmen's and stuck around with nails? <laughs> so I guess, you know, he put nails through the, uh, you know, made sort of, yeah, uh, what do you call them, cleats out of them. Oh, okay, like aerate in there. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. not just resold them, but put nails through them to, to stomp around in the grass. Right. Hill shoes. Hill shoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't think of it. Uh, because you just figure, to me, back then, every there was dirt everywhere. You didn't have asphalt and concrete mm-hmm. roads and sidewalks, right? Yeah. You went out, you know, you, you had dirt. Wooden planks, maybe, sidewalk. If you were lucky. Sure. And then, you're going to go outside and do anything. You know, only, I, I just always thought, you know, only wealthy people could afford to just have some smooth bottom, smooth-soled shoes. You, you'd need something like this would be the first thing I'd do is put some nails in, yeah. in my shoes for getting around, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Early eighteen hundreds, yeah. Boots of a plowman. We first see it in print. The work's called Boots of a Plowman. Well, no. Oh. So we first we first see it oh, in print. Clodhopper gotcha. actually as the uh, as the fellow. Yeah. A. 1690, a new dictionary of the terms ancient and modern of the canting crew. Sweet mother of mercy. That's 1690 they're printing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clodhopper, and it's uh, hyphenated, a plowman. That is it. Yeah. That's your damn definition. That's your, there it is. 1690 has it. Plowman. While I, I'd like to recant stories about my days as a plowman or about my shoes with nails all about. Uh, that's it. You got you, you, you clawed from dirt. Yeah, and then it, you know it had that brief life as the as the yokel. Yeah, someone working in the dirt. Working in the dirt. Hopping in the dirt. Somehow got you know disrespected as just a dirt worker. Yeah, and then and then, uh, and then it changed to the uh, to what you'd think it would have been all along. If the if the clod is a lump it's of dirt, dirt, right? And then you needed something to hop. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would be a shoe. Yeah. So I don't know, it made a little segue into being a yokel, but uh, it is now the uh, the boot, the dirt Is boot. it specifically boots or is it filling for shoes? Uh, earth shoes. You're earth. right. You know, earth shoes is, is the more common definition on it. But you, you figure uh, an earth shoe is a boot, <laughs> right? What other shoes? Yeah. I mean, they're all walking on the earth. Right, but you mean the goopy... Like a utility shoe. goopy, muddy earth. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So it it does. It's Okay, so it has a boot connotation. I'd say either my three-season uh, hiking boot or even my winter mucking boot <laughs> are both clot hoppers. Gotcha. They just don't have nails. No, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> Eh, <laughs> so what have you? Well, I have my clod hoppers on because I do wear a four-season boot. <laughs> year-round. Year-round. I'm a year-round boot wearer. I'm in slippers right now, as we know. Yeah, I, you know how I do. I can't. If I take my shoes off, that means I'm not doing anything else. So i got to keep my shoes on. Yeah. Or else the day is over. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have that. There's no, stuff to do. Stuff to do. Um, I am going to make headway on this podcast and uh, throw out that word. Headway is your word? Make headway. Make headway. But headway is a great way to put it. All right. And and as I use it, I'm meaning to, to make, make progress. 
right? This is what you say. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make headway. Let's make some headway on this project team, create some synergy. Yeah. Making, we're moving forward. We've been using uh, head since old English for sure, even longer. Um, but uh, it, it looks like Hayfood, H-E-A-F-O-D, to mean top of the body, um, but also upper end of a slope. To the top of a hill. Oh yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could. We don't say that, but it we should. Right. The head of a hill. The head of a hill. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Versus the tail makes sense. Um, but twelve hundreds. We're we're using this Hayford way. Uh, w e g is way. Um, to mean main road, but not very far from highway. Hayford way. <laughs> right. Main road. Highway. Sure. It's, it's all in there. Yeah. Um, but that's not specifically like headway, I guess. So we have to uh, to take a trip by sea, which is our favorite way, my favorite way to get anywhere. <laughs> by water. By water. Uh, ahead in our nautical dictionary uh, has the definition of forward of the bow, which is the front of the ship. So sailors wanting to make a headway would want to move the ship forward or they could see things out ahead way uh this is a sister phrase to i think one of our words as well leeway yeah right yeah give me give me some of that leeway (laughs) um but yeah headway over time this ahead way which it is written uh becomes just straight headway and it sort of sticks in the nautical world for for a while 1730 um compendium course practical mathematics this is to be understood when the ship has headway but if she goes astern the effect of the rudder is quite different at around the same sort of time 17 late 1700s middle 1700s we kind of use the word to mean uh, even headroom like just space above your head in a in a place physical room that you would have above your head you know you use headway for headroom. Right, like this doorway it might have a lot of headroom. I've got so much headroom over me. Or or, or short, maybe there's not enough headroom. Let's think about that. It's, yeah, okay. Room because for your you head to pass. Because you doorway into it. So it's a door. Yes. And then the way is the way through the is door. Is the path, right. Right. Yeah. So if it's a head mm-hmm. way. It's the way for your head to pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little different. A little different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, but that's 1775. New and complete dictionary of the English language by John Ash uh, defines it as literally defines headway as room for the head to pass. <laughs> that's what you're just. Saying. That's what I'm driving. No, I, I know. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it, so we're you know in the 1800s before we start to see the idiom kind of crop up next to the headroom and also ship headway 1808 surrounded with men women and children it was difficult they could make headway through them people passing through a crowd there and uh no headway could be made with such a proposition against the transcendent popularity and influence of the present executive that's 1832 uh sketches of the life of thomas jefferson Mm -hmm. but this one also is just kind of just a little straightforward Straight on through to the other side. In that the head is is what we call the top of something or the front of something or the the be before the front. And uh, to make a headway 
in sailing is to make uh, make forward motion. But no, nowhere in here. See, I thought pie cost was going to come up. The commander said, don't worry, I don't have the authority to kill you today. Which was positive for that day anyway. In 1993, Chris Moon was captured by the Khmer Rouge while clearing landmines in Cambodia. With survival probability low, Chris was brought in front of the boss. He was just given a local nickname, Mr. Clever. Hi, I'm Steve Windus, host of the Batting the Breeze podcast. I'd love you to check out how Chris survived, along with some other great human stories at battingthebreeze.com. Hopefully see you there. What? What's a, <laughs> you want to say what's a pie cost? I did want you to say that. Okay. About $15. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So let's adjourn to our ads. (laughs) Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils. For a winning blend of comfort and support, follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty. Designed to make good sleep accessible to all. Real luxury, unreal prices. Allswellhome.com. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique. Providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com. So we're back from that, huh? Yeah, those were lovely ads. Yeah. That's good stuff. And, um... Getting moving. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, like, on the day, on, on you know, like we said, it's, a, you know, it's cold February and yada here. Right. But, uh, you know, last week we were late. And, and um, but we don't know. It seemed to have more listeners when we dropped on Friday as opposed to Wednesday to the morning. Wednesday morning. So I'm not sure. We might change Give that. Fridays a try? Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a, a pile of mail about it. Well, where would they write to? Well, um, let's tell them. <laughs> you should write us about anything. What? Whole Nine Yards Pod. On Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Or hit us up, Whole Nine Yards Podcast, on... Facebook Metaverse. Uh, that's right. And then, you know what? Uh, Rebecca, at the end, will give you an actual email address. Let us know what day works maybe better for you. Wednesday, Friday, what, Sunday mornings? What do you think? (laughs) Yeah. So getting back to it, the moving stuff. Getting moving, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Getting moving. Where where are you taking us? How are we moving with you? Mm, Well, you see what I mean. Claude Hopper. 
Yeah, you gotta move with the boots. You move with boots, the boots, but ya. it ended up being yay. <laughs> it wasn't actually hopping. It was on, not actually hopping on dirt. That's right. Yeah, I have a slow boat to China, which is uh, I don't say that I don't use this as an idiom. Yeah, I don't really. I don't think I've said that. But um, some may. Sure. When I was a kid, my mother would say, "Jake, Kevin, for two cents, I'd send you to Siberia." Sounds sounds different. <laughs> It's definitely, definitely different. Definitely different. But it's also moving. She's sending me. Right. She's moving you. Yeah. So, you know, this, uh, this somebody might say this. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it said in my life. So, uh, a slow boat to China. <laughs> right. This one's short and sweet, but it has a little color to it that you wouldn't expect, maybe. All right. Okay. Unless... Uh, you were a person about town who knew their knowings. Uh-oh. But what we know it as, if you know stuff, is it's a song. Oh. Yeah. A fellow, Frank Lesser. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those names where there's an O in there. L-O-E-S-S-E-R. Ah. You know? Yeah, Lesser. Yeah, I mean, if you're I famous, you. just drop the O, right? Or, like it's Lesser. Maybe there was another Frank Lesser. Lesser. You want to be Moorer. Right. I don't know. <laughs> But a lot of people covered it. Uh, Rosemary Clooney mm-hmm. and uh, Bing Crosby, Ella Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra. Sure. One of my favorites, you know. Sure. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett? Fats Domino. All right. And Liza Minnelli. <laughs> nice. And Mrs. Paul. No, Liza Minnelli. It was splash humor. Jimmy Buffett does not fit the group. You know, those people, they always, I want to do, I could sing. I want to do an album of classics. Sure. Yeah, have at it. Whatever you say. Yeah. Mr. Buffett. Uh, Many others did too. Paul McCartney, Miss Piggy, uh, Bette Midler, a bunch bunch of folk. Still fits more. But anyway, right. Yeah. But that's not the point, is it? No. The point is this Frank Lesser with an O. He is the he's the kingpin. He's the linchpin, the money melon. And I'm going to tell you why. Frank Lesser. It all hinges upon you, Mr. Lesser. But first, a little music. Uh, I'd like to take you on a slow boat to China <laughs> all to myself alone. Get you to keep you in my arms evermore, leave all your lovers weeping on faraway shore. Yeah, I like that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it goes on, but you get the gist. Sure. Mm-hmm. It goes on like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a little more of a melody to it. But yeah, good job. Excellent work. No one's getting sued here. Yeah, but it has a, it has that that nice thing that... that uh, you know, love songs from that certain era had, you know, this, um, it's that same thing I, I talk about over and over again about the, the days when you just had the telephone and you yeah, didn't no have a mobile phone. So if you yeah. called somebody and they weren't there, they just weren't there. They didn't exist. You just didn't get a hold of them. Yeah. That was that. That was it. And uh nice try. Try again. And you had to walk to a phone booth, you know, <laughs> and put a dime in. And now I got to walk back home, and I didn't. I didn't get anything done. And lucky if I got my dime back. Yeah. Not yeah. There. So this is that same thing, you know, the, that that sort of a dreamy 
era of uh, love. Anticipation love almost. Yeah. Right? Yes. But here's what's up with this. What's up with that? Here's what Frank Lesser knew that we didn't. That this was something people said in poker games. Really? In the earlier part of the 20th century. Yeah. And like so many things, because of when it popped into vernacular in that song, perhaps it was in in World War II poker games, yeah. uh, perhaps in the Navy, that it really uh, propagated. But if you had someone who was losing a lot mm-hmm. and kept on losing, mm-hmm. you would say to them that you'd like to get them on a slow boat to China because you want them to keep on losing and you want a long time <laughs> to get to take all of their money. Nice. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why people said it. I want you to be here for a long time. Right. And I'm going to milk all this money. But in 1947, our man Frank, Frank, lesser with an O, yeah. sees the romance in that phrase and turns it on its ear and from poker to romance, uh, you know, he says... The tale as old as time. Right. Huh? <laughs> the tale as old as time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just so he's out on a date with a yeah. gal, mm-hmm. and he wishes the date could last forever, forever or whatever, you know? Yeah. Out on the briny with the moon big and shiny, <laughs> melting your heart of stone, I'd love to get you. On a slow boat to China, all to myself, alone. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think of that? That's a nice poem. Well, it's a song, isn't it? Well, it means, yeah. But um, <laughs> so that's what we know. That's what we know about slow boat to China. Hop on the the uh, popular video uh, platform near you, and enjoy <laughs> any uh, version or, or whatever music uh, platform, and enjoy. That's 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 me. cool. I like the poker. Uh, that's nice. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. You know? I did not see it coming uh, at all. I was really hoping that it wasn't racist, and I'm glad that it's not racist. No, it's a it's a nice little thing. Yeah, that's nice. Nice little thing. Thanks, Mister Lesser. With an O. <laughs> what have you? Uh, I have shake a leg, hmm. as in. We got to get out of here. Shake a leg. We did break a leg, and that had a lot of facets. Did it? Yes. That's interesting. Go on, then. Um, uh, we're using it to mean hurry up. Mm-hmm. Shake a leg. Hurry up. Get your legs shaken. The origins of this phrase are murky. Well, of some, there are some claims that uh, it comes from the American Civil War. When uh, after you were surveying the damage of of a battle, uh, the EMTs of the time um, <laughs> would come out and jostle your leg or arm uh, vigorously to see if if you perhaps moved around or groaned or uh, or were alive or dead or not. Oh, just a little pain check. Yeah, like hey, are you alive? Shake, 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 shake. A little ambulatory check. Yeah, and if you uh, didn't respond, apparently they'd move on to the next one. Uh. Um, but we've been using this word, shake, uh, since Old English for sure, to, to, to mean move something quickly to and fro, brandish, move the body or part of it back and forth rapidly. <laughs> um, the, the word is spelled, it, it's uh, S-C-E-A-C-A-N, 
like uh, I believe shaken, you know, mm. give you that kind of vibe. Yeah, the get going kind of hurry up. Let's let's get moving. Sort of comes about in uh, later, really in the 1900s, in 1904. Um, New York Magazine actually publishes it, like like we heard earlier. Uh, shake a leg, meaning to hurry up. But why are we using the the shake a leg to hurry up? I mean, you know, it makes sense. Running legs, right? I guess. Sure. Shaking those legs, but I, I think why shaking? Why, why shaking? Right. Yeah. I think a, a pretty strong contender for the origin uh, of shake a leg is basically other phrases that this evolved from, um, which are idioms for dancing. Possibly shake a heel or shake a foot, uh, which were popular back in the 1600s for dancing. <laughs> 1670s, uh, now would I lay greatness aside and shake my heels if I had but music. Huh. 1661, son, set down thy hook and shake it lustily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and even 18, 1800s, 1881, it would, it would be positively indecent for a man in a hundred to shake a leg as merrily as a man at 30. <laughs> Which, that's not right. You should dance all the way up until you uh, don't want to dance anymore. Yeah, I think that was an ageist statement. Seriously. Come on, 1881. Uh, Ageism. William Besant and, and I think John Rice. Um, I think it... It comes from these shake a foot, shake a heel, shake a leg through the language. I I can't say that it it doesn't relate and doesn't pass through maybe early 1900s or 1800s like American slang. Um, but I, I think the sentiment of dancing versus hurry up is kind of it's it's kind of there, right? Uh, hurry on to that dance floor. <laughs> yeah, you're dancing out there. You're shaking your legs. You're, shaking you're, the tail you're feather. Shaking the tail feather. Exactly. And there's a lot of quotes coming through the 20s of of like early blues songs and stuff like that using it, which is what I'm saying. I think it might have gained popularity through, possibly through black music in the in the, in the American 20s, uh, 1900s, I guess. Um, but the sentiment of of dancing seems to seems to go back as again we're shaking legs out on the dance floor yeah shaking our rumps uh, whatever whatever yeah that's Just part of your leg shake your rump yeah right top part of your leg your right is thing. the butt is the butt legs <laughs> this is a this is an age old question <laughs> well they always say they're gonna give you a shot in your hip it's not my a <laughs> My hips over here. It's a bone and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I can think about is, is butt legs. <laughs> I should shake my legs on out of here. Something. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. So yeah, that's that's shake. It uh it kinda means has meant for a long time to move quickly to and fro, brandish a bu- brandish the body back and forth rapidly. You know. Yeah. Shaking those legs. I like that. I like that uh, war one though. That body that <laughs> life check. That still probably has something. It's you know, it's deep down in there. Oh, I could see people saying it on the battlefield. Hey, go shake, go shake that guy. Go shake some legs or whatever. You know for sure. Yeah. So it's it's it is. I, I mentioned it because it does have uh, people that support that way. Just the shake. Of, you know, yeah, it goes a little earlier. Right. But in a different context. Right. Put your clod hoppers on. <laughs> And shake, shake a, leg. a leg. Look at that. I know. We got an ad. A Thank bridge, you. A, a, it was a bridge too close That's to perfect. not cross. It's perfect. I'll forget that and have to ask you what you said. All right. Well, we already did the uh, how to get us. Yeah. So I, I do hope to hear from you. 
Yeah, always. Always. And uh, that's it. Everything is great. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. We're, We're not, not idioms. idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.